be today. God is so good to us. And, you know, as we're in this 50 great day resurrection celebration, and I don't know whether you realize it or not, we came out of a 50 days of Lent into the resurrection, and then now we're in the celebration of the resurrection going into Pentecost. Amen. Whoo, get ready. It's coming. And, and so this is what we're celebrating these 50 days that Jesus walked on the face of the earth, that he began to do miracles, signs, and wonders. He appeared to his disciples, and then he appeared to other people. And, and I hope he's appeared to you, amen. I hope you have uh, uh, the, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with you. And, uh, you know, God's just been kind of putting it on my heart uh, to ask for a couple testimonies during our worship service. Anybody got a special testimony they'd like to share with us today? Or maybe just a couple. If uh, there's anybody out there, surely God has done something for somebody this week. Is there anybody? Don't be. Thirty-nine years.
bless you. Amen. God is good. Amen. We're in the second Sunday of the Great Easter Celebration, and I, I want you, I hope that you, you're not done with Easter yet. Amen. You know, a lot of people think that Easter is a one-day thing and we're done with it, but Easter is not a one-day thing. Easter is an everyday thing if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Every day we should be thanking God for the resurrection, amen. Every day we should be thanking God for our resurrection, you know, that he brought us to life one day. And so, Is that me flicking that thing? No, okay, you're ready for me, I hear you. So, you know, as we're celebrating... Feel free to celebrate. Feel free to thank God. Do you have that peace today that only Jesus Christ can give you? Because it's an important part of our journey, church. I mean, as we walk this journey, it's a struggle now more than ever. I think people out in the world are struggling with all kinds of things, with fear, depression, anxiety. You know, this COVID is trying to take over, but we refuse to allow that to happen. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, Satan keeps jumping on and jumping on, but in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, you have no power here. I, I ask you to leave right now. Amen. I command you to leave. In Jesus' name. Now, see, we can't do that in our name. We can do that in Jesus' name. And sometimes we just need to tell Satan, you know, it's time for you to go. You know, I'm not going to put up with you no more. I'm not going to deal with your mess no more. Get out of here. I got the power in Jesus' name to do that when I claim that. And so, you know, we want to claim that. Sometimes you need to claim that two or three times a day. Sometimes you just need to get up in the morning and say, Satan, you got no power here. And when you do, you'll find out that God will begin to line your life up and do things for you you could never do on your own. And so as I read the scripture today, I titled this, When Jesus Shows Up. And I'm going to be reading from John. This is the second part of John now from where we go to Mary. It was the first witness of Jesus Christ to the second part. And it's in John 20, verses 19 through 31. And it said, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews... Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Ghost. If you forgive the sins of any, you are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And so he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails and put my fingers in the prints of the nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. <clears throat> And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them, and Jesus came. And the door being shut, stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your fingers here, look at my hands. Reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me and you have believed, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written 
that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word today. You know, I, I thank God for Jesus appearing. Amen. I thank God for the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, as we begin to, to celebrate, as we begin to go into this time of the resurrection celebration of Easter, we, we tell this story because it has touched every single one of us. When Jesus shows up, something happens, amen. You can bet on that. You can take it to the bank. And, and you know, we need to pay attention. Now, Jesus was trying to prepare them before this day ever come. And I got a scripture here. This thing going to work? Yeah, there it goes. And Lord have mercy. I can't read it up there, but it says John 16, 20 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, 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 but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrows will turn into joy. Jesus was trying to prepare him for what was getting ready to happen. Anytime he says truly, truly, it means pay attention. Something, something very important getting ready to come, and I'm getting ready to show you. And so the, the disciples were scared to death. They were in their rooms, and some people think of about, they went back to the upper rooms or in the house that they lived in, and they had the doors locked, and they were closed, and they were afraid of what might happen next. Have you ever been afraid in your life? Have you ever been struggling with something in your life because you didn't know what was going to happen next? You know, a lot of us today, we think we're in control, but you're not. You can tell God all you want, what you're going to do, and God will laugh at you. Go ahead and tell him your plans, and then he'll begin to show you his plans. Now, you can either be, be, be happy and walk in the joy and peace of the Lord in God's plans, or you can try to do your own thing and, and be struggling your whole life. I learned that young in my, in my years as a Christian that when I'm obedient to God, God begins to direct me, open doors and do things that I could never do on my own. And God is doing things right now, church. God's opening doors, making things happen, moving people in the Holy Spirit to do great things for what's to come. I believe there is going to be a great awakening, amen. I've prayed all my years of ministry that I'll be right in the middle of the great awakening. And so, you know, today as we celebrate this, as we celebrate Jesus showing up to those guys in that room that day, man, could you just imagine? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Jesus appears to the disciples in the closed doors. Did you notice he didn't have to knock on the door? Did you notice when he left the tomb, he didn't have to roll the stone away? He can just appear anytime he wants to. Has he ever appeared to you? Can you imagine when the disciples... You know, we're there in the room, and they were. it was hard to tell what was going on, what was happening. Uh, they were probably the doom and gloom of what was going to happen next, and they were probably going to be the next ones on the cross crucified. They had no idea what, they were, what was going to happen because they were the followers. They were the disciples. You know, they were the true ones who believed in Jesus Christ, but now they were doubting. But, but Jesus shows up. Man, I thank God one day when Jesus showed up in my life. I think one day when Jesus began to do things that I could never do on my own, and he became real to me, his presence became real to me and began to move me. Let me tell you something, church. You'll never do anything on your own. You'll never do anything on your own. But with the presence and the power of God, we can do all things. The peace be with you, he said. God's reaching out to us. He's breaking down the barriers. 
kind of barriers are in your life right now? What's keeping you from serving the mighty God? What's keeping you from using the, the gifts that are manifested to you through the Holy Spirit? Do you realize every single person in this room has a special gift? Do you realize that? Every single one of us have gifts of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. If we just have faith to believe, some might just be to pray. Some might have a gorgeous smile that just warms everybody up. Some might have all kinds of gifts of teaching and preaching and ministry. There's all kinds of gifts. And you got to figure out what they are and then you got to begin to use them. Don't set on them because God called us out to be disciples. You know, me and John have been talking about how we can get people in the church not to be a member. I don't want members in a church. I want people who are serious about what they're doing for the Lord. And I'm going to call them disciples. I'm going to call them people who are working, serving, giving, uh, studying. And there's one more, and I never can remember the last one. But there's five things I, I want to challenge the people too, if you really want to become a disciple, if you really want to become a disciple, what's the barrier that's keeping you from serving the Lord? He said, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. Now, here we go. This is the great commission. I send you. He didn't say, I send you to sit down. He didn't say, I send you to go to church on Sunday for one hour and do whatever you want the rest of the month or the rest of the week. He said, now I send you the great commission. The Great Commission. That's right. Every single one of us here today are called to do something. To share the love of Jesus Christ with people. You know, people here have got a hold of the cross ministry. And some of them are giving crosses out as God leads them. I really re realize that when God leads you, you know who to give crosses to. And you know who's, who's hurting and who's struggling. But these are a, a powerful tool out of so many other tools that God gives us. But we got to be obedient to keep serving. we got to be obedient to keep going out there. No matter how hard it is, no matter how rough it gets, no matter what the people are around us, we still got to be bold in our witness. The disciples were hiding. You know, they were hiding in a room. They were scared to death. But Jesus, now the second time, says, peace be with you. I send you. I don't know whether you noticed it or not, but three times in this scripture, he says, the peace be with you. Now, I, I always look at things as I'm studying and reading, and uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is that three? It is three. Maybe three times we need to understand the peace be with you. Are, are you struggling today with the peace in your life? Do you really have rest when you rest at night? You wake up in the morning, do you have this rest in your life? This Great Commission's a serious thing. John sent me a thing yesterday that was really powerful. Now, I love Rick Warren. I love a lot of stuff Rick Warren does. And, and so I, I copied this. And it, he said this. He said, a great commitment to the Great Commandment and the Great Commission will grow a great church and grow a great person. Now, say that three times real fast. A great commitment to the Great Commandment and the Great Commission will grow a great church. Amen. Well, I tell you, 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 I could preach this right here for the next hour. Amen. Because when you have a, a commitment to the great commandment, what's a great commandment? Come on now. 
Love God and love others. Amen. I'll break it down to you, make it simple. When we love God and we love others, that's a great commandment. So we got to live by that. And then the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Go into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, I call you, I send you, now go. That's every single one of us sitting here today who claim the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we're walking in anointing of the Holy Ghost, we should be producing fruit. And this is what Rick said, and I believe with all my heart. When we really have a great commitment, see, it's a great commitment. It's not a little commitment or what I want to do when I want to do it, but it's a commitment my whole life. I'll tell you, I told Kim when I got saved, I said, honey, I lived for the devil 18 years, and I did it to the best of my ability. And I said, now that I'm saved, I'm going to live for God the rest of my life the best I can. No half-stepping, buddy. I did not half-step, and I will not half-step because I don't believe in it. If you're going to do something, you do it all the way. And so, you know, this is what he was saying, and this is a great, powerful thing for us today. You want to be, you want to grow great people, then you got to begin to do these things. Love one another. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That'll make you great. You hear me? God's got a purpose and a plan for us today, church. God wants to bless us, but we got to be willing to step out. We got to be willing to grow. You can't say, I'm done, I know all this and I know all that, or I've done enough of this stuff in church, I'm going to let somebody else take over now. Well, if that's the case, you know, if, if you've done so much of this, then step into something else over here. I don't expect anybody to do the same thing over and over and over the rest of their life. That's probably why a lot of people don't want to go to Bible study. Is because if you go to Bible study, you have to do it the rest of your life. If you walk in that door, you'll be here the rest of your life studying the Bible. Sometimes you need a break, amen? Sometimes you need vacation. Sometimes you just got to go out and be in the world a while. Get out there with the people who are really struggling, walking in the darkness, the depression and the anxiety, the addictions of all the things that, that make people think that that's what the world's all about, and then you'll begin to see the ministry, amen? Then you'll begin to see the people that are struggling. You'll be right beside of them. They'll be talking to you. They'll be working with you. They'll be needing something from you if you open your mouth and share the good news. Let me tell you, church, if you're happy in the Lord, tell your face about it sometimes, amen? Smile. Don't walk around like you're eating green persimmons because I'm telling you, if you're walking around all puckered up and miserable all the time, ain't nobody going to want to hang out with you. Ain't nobody wants to hang out with a Christian who all they have to talk about is doom and gloom and, oh, Lord, the dark winter and this and that. Lord, have mercy. Help me now. I'm dying. You know, we should be praising God, worshiping his name, letting people see the true joy that we have that only comes through Jesus Christ. You can't get this from anything else. No money will do it. Nothing in this world will do it. It's only when we truly accept Jesus Christ in our life, when we begin to trust him and have faith and walk with him, that things begin to happen. Things begin to change. I don't care who you are in this place today. If you tell me you're a child of the king, I'm going to tell you you're changing. You cannot be the same. I don't care who you are. If you notice, Jesus was constantly pushing the disciples to a deeper and deeper relationship. You hang around long enough, I'm going to push you into a deeper and deeper relationship. And you're going to push me too. You see, we grow together, church. I want to see you blessed. I want to see God multiply you in your life. I want to see things happen that you never, ever imagined could happen. 
Because it will when you're really obedient to God. The peace be with you. The Great Commission is the greatest thing of all for us as Christians. It's not, well, we pay the preacher good money to do that. That's his job. Let him go out and evangelize. Let me tell you something. Evangelist ain't a preacher on TV. You hear what I'm saying? It's not one of them, it's not a TV preacher. Evangelist is you and me. We evangelize every time we walk out of the church, every day we go out to our jobs, every moment that people are around us, we're doing evangelism. People know who you are. People know what you're doing. You cannot hide it. Don't think you can because it will come out eventually. I learned that a long time ago. That's why I take my salvation so seriously. I'm not about to let something destroy it. So we need to learn that and we need to begin to walk in that. And he breathed on them. Now this is the good part. He breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Amen. Aren't you glad that he received, he shared that Holy Ghost, he breathed upon him. Is that a powerful thing, when he breathed upon him? Do you think it is? Let me, let me tell you something. What about in the very beginning? In the very beginning, the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He breathed into him, amen? The breath of life from the very beginning, the breath of life that we have today, you can't live without breathing. Go ahead, try it. Hold your breath. Everybody hold your breath with me. You can't do it. You can't live without breathing the anointing of the Holy Spirit as a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are, what you're doing. If you don't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will not serve God. You can't fool anybody. We know as we walk this journey together, our souls contact. You feel the spirit in me, I feel the spirit in you. If you're struggling with something, if something's got you stopped, you can feel that. You can feel when people are struggling. You can feel when they're, they're having hard times. You know, in this 50 great day celebration of Easter, I want you to realize you've got a special gift. And this gift comes from God. And it was promised from the beginning that when I leave, I'm going to give you a gift. I ain't seen anybody yet that doesn't want a gift, amen? But this is a special gift, church. This is a gift that helps us to walk in the anointing and the power of God. You can try your best to do it on your own, the way you want to do it. But until we let go and let God do it, it's never going to be good enough. But when God gets a hold of it and puts the Holy Spirit on it, then things really begin to happen. When Jesus shows up, things begin to happen. When did he show up in your life? Do you know when you accepted him into your life and claimed him as your Lord and Savior when he showed up? You should know that. If you don't know that, you need to rethink it. Maybe you might need to ask him into your life today. Jesus got baptized. Do you think it's important for us to be baptized? I do. I believe the moment we accept Jesus Christ into our life, we receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then we got to make an outward confession of it to the world. Today, I got saved. I'm going to go get baptized. I've been to the river many times, man, and I love the power that, that the anointing of God brings when, when the people go under and they come up. Washes us away, washes our sins away. That's what it represents. The anointing of God. 
Aren't you glad that we walk in this anointing and this power today? The goal of John's gospel is always evangelistic. He wanted people to understand the truth about Jesus and to believe that he is the Son of God. Then to experience a life which God has prepared for all those who believe. You hear what I'm saying? Experience a life. Man, I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your life today if you only believe. That's what John was all about, trying to teach people. When Jesus shows up, people are forgiven, amen? When Jesus shows up, doors are knocked down. When Jesus shows up, addictions are taken care of. When Jesus shows up, it doesn't matter what's going on. He'll take care of it when Jesus shows up. But you see, he's got to show up. You've got to allow him. He's standing at the door knocking, but he will not come in unless you allow him to. I'm talking about into your heart now, amen? different door this is the door you got to open this is the door you got to allow him to come into he changes our life he changes your life and my life I love this old dry bones hear the word of the Lord thus saith the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live amen in Ezekiel 37, 4 and 5, we're talking about Israel, talking about a whole nation that had dried up, a whole nation that wasn't serving God anymore. I'm telling you what, when he began to, 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 to cast that anointing over those dry bones, he said, what happened? You know what happened? I will put my spirit inside you and you will come to life. Woo! I mean, yeah, could you imagine them bones are cracking and are popping and them joints coming together? Could you imagine the Israeli people, the Jews, coming back to, to what they believed in? You know, so many times through the Bible, they would do real good for a while, and then they'd fall out. And then they'd do real good for a while, and then they would fall out. That's kind of sometimes the way it is in our life if we're not careful. You see, the devil will give you an excuse to quit. They will give you an excuse to, make, to do something else. But you know, when you begin to walk in the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit, man, you got new life. You hear what I'm saying? You got new life. And you know what? I'm never going to die. I'm never going to die. I'm just moving on to a better place. You see, so it doesn't matter. Whenever the Lord comes to get me, I'm ready to go. And it doesn't matter when he comes to get me. I'd like to stay around as long as I can. But I'm ready to go. I'm not afraid of death because death has no power over me anymore. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, death has no power over you either. Will I be scared the day that it comes? Yeah, probably so because that's the humanness in me. But I'm ready to go. And I want people to know when I leave this place, I'm going to be entering into heaven. Amen. And that's what we need to know. The power of God, the power that he puts inside of us brings us to life. That's why, church, you can't just sit around. That's why you can't just say, well, I got a gift, but I'm not going to use it. You know, I just don't have time for this stuff. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to do this or that. Let me tell you, that right now, media, that's some good stuff, man. Get on there and, and get into that. They have all kinds of great speakers. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Francis Chan is one of, one of my one of my people that I really love to listen to. He's a powerful speaker and he's a true man of God and he's done so much ministry to the poor people. He walked away from a mega church that he built to do house church. You think about that. 
to give away money after money. You see, God wants us to be about the business of his work. He wants us to give our money for the glory of God. Yeah, if you give your money here, God promises to bless you. I want you to know that the money that we're taking up here, the, the money that we're going to be used to put back into this community. And I believe that's important, and people need to see that and know that, you know, as we're in this journey together. Because God's going to do some things here if we're obedient. If we become obedient, you know what I'm saying? Can't be just me and John and a praise band and, and whoever is the most dedicated here. It's got to be every single one of us serving God every day the best we can. I didn't say you have to go crazy. I just said you have to serve him the best you can. God knows what's your best and what you're not. God knows where you're at and where you're not. God knows everything about us. You can't fool him. He just wants to see some effort. Just a little bit of effort. So, you know, when we begin to do that, God begins to pour out a blessing on us. And he'll bless you and you don't even know it. He'll take care of you in ways you'll never understand. There'll be things happening in your life that God's already been there and took care of it and left. And you'll wonder and you'll scratch your head, how'd that happen? Or why did God do that? Or what's going on in my life? The great 50-day celebration when Jesus showed up. Ooh-wee, can you only imagine? When Jesus showed up. I don't know where to point the finger anymore. <laughs> I just point it all around. <laughs> uh, if you notice, church, this is a big one right here. And I don't know how many times Jesus said this, but this is probably one of the most powerful things there is in the Scripture uh, as Jesus walked his ministry and taught. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You know, you know what? You can't hold in something that somebody's done to you. You've got to let it go and forgive them. If you're holding in for unforgiveness, you can't be forgiven. You can't go to heaven. You know, and I just talked about this with a couple of weeks ago. Same thing Jesus was telling his disciples. See, Jesus was prepping his disciples this whole time for what they were getting ready to do. If God would have told them, you're going to die just like Jesus did eventually, you think they would have went? No, they probably wouldn't have went. Every single one of them died a martyr, amen? Every single one of the disciples died, but they died in faith knowing that Jesus Christ was real and alive in their lives. And you know, as we walk this journey of life today, do you know he's real? Has he showed up in your life? Are you walking and living for him? Man, because I tell you, when he shows up, things begin to happen. If we only forgive him, I'm going to tell you something right now. The message of forgiveness. There is nothing in all of our badness that is greater than God's goodness. Woo! Somebody ought to shout amen. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care what you've done. You can still be forgiven. It doesn't matter. A lot of people say, oh, Doug, I've done so much. I've got I to gotta get everything straightened up and in order before I can come. Let me tell you, if you're waiting on that day, you'll never come. You'll never come. I was the same way. 18 years, I give that excuse to my wife. When I can straighten my life up and get in order, I'll come. And God came after me on a construction job. And I realized when the moment I cried out his name, whoo, he showed up. And he changed my life forever, and my life continues to change every single day, amen? It's not a one-and-done process. It's a lifelong journey that we all walk on. And so I want to challenge you to get excited about what God's done for you. Begin to walk in this peace when he shows up. 
and know that he sent you. Now I send you. Now I send you and you and you and you and all of you. Now I send you. It means for us to get up and get ready and go out and begin to do something. Amen. This is the greatest part when Jesus shows up the second time. You notice the doors were still locked, right? They were still in there hiding. Why? They'd done been anointed with the Holy Spirit. Why are they still there hiding? Well, now, I want to ask you something. Where was Thomas? Where was Doubting Thomas? Did he give up? Did he decide to go home? Was he going to pack his toys up and, and go home because he was mad? He didn't get his way? Sometimes that's the way we are, ain't it? We get mad and we'll pack our toys up and go home. Where was Thomas? Well, a week later, Thomas shows up, and the, and the disciples are like, man, you, you ain't going to believe this. Jesus showed up, man, and he showed up, and he got anointed us with the Holy Spirit, and my old man, I, I just don't know what to do. Thomas said, yeah, right. Can you imagine? Thomas walked with them this, all this time that was disciples, brothers in Christ, and he didn't believe them. He didn't believe them. And Jesus showed up. He said, come here, Thomas. You knucklehead, get over here. No, he didn't say that. You know, the good thing about Jesus is, did you notice, Jesus never got on his disciples. He, he, he never browbeat them because they were hiding in a room. He never browbeat Thomas because Thomas didn't believe. He always loved them. Listen to me, church. He always loved them. If you're out there as a Christian, you're browbeating people because of things they're doing or things that are happening, shame on you. You can't do that to people and expect them to come to know Jesus Christ. You've got to love them where they're at, and then they'll begin to understand. He told Thomas, he said, Thomas, come over here. He said, go ahead. You see my hands? Thomas seen his hands, and he touched his hands, and then he said, go ahead. Put, put your hand in my side. Can you imagine? Put your hand in my side. And Thomas, oh my, Thomas, he said, my Lord, my God. Woo! Somebody ought to shout amen when that happened. I mean, the Holy Spirit fell. Things began to happen. Can you only imagine that what Thomas was going through? All the doubt in his mind, all the things he was struggling with. That's the way we are in the world today. We struggle with things in our mind. We have doubts and limit. we limit ourselves so much, church. We limit ourselves as individuals and as the church when God has great plans for our lives. We just don't believe. We don't trust my Lord, my God. Have you ever said that? My Lord, my God. Try it sometime. My Lord, my God. Man, I love you, Lord. I don't know how many times a day I tell the Lord I love him. All the time. I say, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I thank you. God uses us in great ways. You know, three times. Three times he said, peace be with you. Three times. You know, as we get ready to close today. I want to ask you something. Has the Lord showed up in your life? Has the Lord showed up in your life, really? And if he has, what are you doing? Are you letting him send you out to use you? Well, we got a lot of, a lot of discipling we got to do to grow Christians. Amen? I want to tell you, some of you are going to get mad at me right now. Some of you older people need to grab a hold of some of these younger people and begin to mentor to them. 
You hear what I'm saying? Now, of course, to be a mentor, you got to be living what you're proclaiming. Amen. The five things I talked about, you need to be living those if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You need to be in a covenant group. You need to be in a Bible study group. You need to be in a service group, sometimes going out in service and in the community. You, you need to be in church. The church needs you. Amen. The devil wants to close the churches down. You hear what I'm saying? The devil wants to close these churches down. The devil continues to put variants of this, this uh, COVID out here. The devil wants to scare us to keep us out of church. But I'm here to tell you, when we rebuke the devil and begin to come back to church and begin to do what God calls us to do, God will do great things. And he's going to do great things. My Lord, my God. 50-day great celebration. Are you ready? Are you ready? Jesus said this to, to Thomas. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's us, church. I've never seen Jesus, but I felt his presence. Amen. I felt his presence here when we started worship. I feel his presence here now, and I know he's touching your heart. Whether you realize it or not, man, when, when he makes you go wild, my Lord, my God, my Lord, my God. So as we get ready to close today, I don't know what kind of song you got, John, but when Jesus shows up, things happen, church. Lives change. People get healed. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow my church. That's what the Bible says. That's not what Doug says. That's what the Bible says. So we need to be faithful. My Lord, my God, anointed by the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in your life tonight, today. If you do, I just hope you pray that, you know, God, tell me what you need me to do. Or, or help me to understand the gifts that you've given me. God wants to give us all a gift, amen. I don't know what that is for you, but I know what it is for me, and I know he keeps giving me gifts on down the road. Don't limit yourself to what God can do in your life. Begin to give it to God, and God will take care of it. Amen. When he shows up, things happen. Amen. He left the splendor of heaven. Knowing his destiny was the lonely hill of Golgotha there to lay down his life for me. He if that is enough, then the ocean is dry. There's no stars in the sky, and the sparrow. If that is enough, then heaven's a myth. There's no feeling.
sing that with us. If that isn't Sing it again. If that is There's no feeling like this. 
if that isn't love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for, for your many blessings in our lives. As we're in this time of celebration of the resurrection, we thank you most of all for Jesus Christ and for the sins that he nailed on that cross that day. Lord, we thank you that he was resurrected and ascended into heaven. Lord, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit here today. Lord, I pray that you touch each and every one here with a special touch of love, Lord. We know that you've forgiven us. we got to forgive ourselves and just ask. And so, Lord, my prayer is today if there would be one here that doesn't know you or one here that's backed up on you, or just somebody here that just needs a special touch, maybe today would be that day. Lord, walk with us out there in the world as there's so many people walking in darkness, so many unchurched people today, Lord. Help us to be the one that, that walks in with the light of Jesus Christ in our lives and begins to show them a different way, Lord. And Lord, just forgive us where we fall short. We know we're just sinners saved by grace. And we'll give you the praise and the glory always for what you're going to do in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.